0: Hello and happy 2023. Uh, Very happy to be here with you guys. Uh, It is now 8pm here. I hope I'm in the right time as Mercury's retrograde, Mars retrograde. So I hope this is uh, reaching us in the right time. I think it is according to the amount of people here. So I'm pretty sure we're on. Well, it's been quite an interesting new year i think for a lot of us uh, if you noticed when we uh, just a few days and we talked about it here before we started this 2023 adventure mercury went into retrograde in capricorn mars is now retrograde in gemini so up until middle of january we're going to have mars and mercury retrograde not very easy not very common it's it's a double retro we're going to have something similar happen again at um August 23rd to September 5. Sorry, yeah, to September 5 we're going to have Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde. So this year all the retrogrades it's almost as if Mercury comes to join Mars and join Venus as they retrograde to make sure that they're going the right direction. So maybe it's not that bad that Mercury the messenger, uh, the connector, but he's also the trickster is uh, with Mars and Venus as they go backward, which is not always typical for Mars going to be. Mars retrograde is almost like armies retreating. That could be a little bit chaotic. Uh, Venus retrograde could be much more like ghosting you or not answering your text, you know, because it's much more to do with relationship, partnerships and and people around you. What I did notice is something kind of interesting, maybe because I'm here in Israel and they just started their elected ultra uh, ultra-religious, ultra-nationalistic um, a government here during Mercury retrograde, bad idea, in Capricorn, which is tradition and conservative energy. It kind of makes sense. And I noticed that at the same time, uh, again, on the other side of Asia, the Taliban decided that women after grade six don't have to study. I guess they're too intelligent. They don't need to learn anything, which is kind of funny because if you look at the traditional work in Kabbalah and even in Judaism, the men will tell you that women don't have to study because they're so smart and so wise and they know everything already. Uh, that's why they should be uh, cooked in the kitchen, have as many kids as possible and learn how to make knedalach or uh, you know, chicken soup or something like that, because they're way too smart and too intelligent for um, us. So the it's interesting how I can see the shift going that direction. It is interesting because we have Mercury now retrograde in Capricorn, which I told you is a more traditional conservative energy. And I think that what's happening now in the last few months of Pluto being in Capricorn, when it's been since basically 2008, if I remember, that was the Great Recession that started, Every time Pluto moves from one sign to another, there is a shift in the economy because Pluto literally rules other people's money, other people's talents. So that kind of makes sense that we're dealing with these things. And now that Pluto is at the last legs of Capricorn, it's almost as if all the Capricornish kind of people like Taliban and ultra-religious and ultra-nationalistic um, you know, nationalistic and toxic masculinity, toxic religiosity, all of those Capricornish energies are trying to kind of swim up to the top because they have a few more months before Pluto is moving into Aquarius and the people are going to come out to the streets and say enough is enough. So that's going to be interesting. Next next year, I mean, this year, 2023, there's definitely going to be a lot of people going out to the streets and um, expressing themselves because Pluto is going to move into Aquarius, the sign of people, communities, democracies, governments, organization, and Pluto is all about death and resurrection. So that's going to be a pretty Powerful year for us Especially from March into uh, June What I wanted to do today is Talk of course about next week As we always do But look at what's going on now with the news I mean think about it Mars retrograde Mars rules taxes Mars rules other people's money Other people's talents And after asking for Trump's taxes for so long They have been released now To show a lot of uh, really interesting things It's like a rabbit hole of paper You know So that, again, is Mars retrograde, especially because it's in Gemini, because he's a Gemini born on the full moon in Gemini, actually in a lunar eclipse in Gemini. And he has to do the thing he really dreaded doing the most, which is releasing his taxes. Then you hear about Andrew Tate or whatever that guy's name that has billions of people watching him because of Carlson uh, uh, Tucker did a big special about masculinity with him. And he's the one that brags about him having a girlfriend who's 19 years old and that he has 33 cars and that he's uh, very masculine and so forth. And he was the hero of a lot of people, in the, especially in MAGA. And among the Q annals, you know, women who went to demonstrate in streets in LA to release the people, to release the kids that are being kidnapped and trafficked, well, it turned out to be that Andrew Tate is doing precisely that, trafficking kids. And it's kind of symbolic that uh, the one that actually inadvertently helped catch him was a 19-year-old, but highly educated, uh, a 19-year-old uh, Greta Thunberg. And then she basically... Um, because of her text. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, stories about that. But again, it's Mercury retrograde. Oops, I tweeted in the wrong time. Oops, I threw the pizza boxes in the wrong place. You know, it's kind of interesting. He bragged about having a 19-year-old girl, which is, again, the same idea of somebody who's older and the only way that he can deal with a woman if she's uneducated, like the Taliban and the religious Jews, or if she is 19 years old right but he got caught by a 19 years old so it's kind of um, interesting stories again it's mars retrograding uh, again bringing back to uh, uh to justice and mars again toxic masculinity mars retrograde it's kind of interesting i wonder how he's going to deal with uh, being in jail surrounded with men and you know it's one thing they know about jails that people that are there, especially if they're there for child molestation, it's uh, not very happy for them. And maybe he'll discover, um, you know, different sexual orientations while he's there and come up reformed. Who knows? But anyway, it was a very interesting Mercury and Mars retrograde. Even here in Israel, they have Bibi back in, in the government after he left. It Retrograde. Again, this return. It's not a very happy return, but it's a return. So... Uh, again, this is what's happening right now in the beginning of this year. And like I told you, 2023 begins with Mars retrograde, Venus and Mercury retrograde. It is a retro year, year that you're going to benefit from going back to projects, people, ideas that maybe you have left and abandoned in the past and return to them right now because I think that there's going to be more chances of actually manifesting them. Uh, so again, with your new resolution, uh, with your decision of what you're going to work in 2023, It's not bad to choose things that you've done in the past and fail to do it and return back to them. Again, that's because the year begins with retro and ends with retro. And in the middle, in August, like we said, another retro. So just take that into account. Also, uh, before we go on the week's journey, which is what I wanted to do with you guys today, just wanted to talk about a few things that are happening next year. Let's say the soft spots. In the year in 2023 you know places that you might find more sensitive so first of all now now it's very sensitive so it is a sensitive time until like i said january 14 15 Mars is going to be going direct but you should wait until january 20th 19 when mercury goes retrograde and from uh, january 25 when uranus goes retrograde all the way up until april 20th when mercury goes retrograde and we're going to have an eclipse that's a period in the beginning of the year that things can flow. Uh, but there is a caveat to that Mar- in March. In March, the Ides of March, you know, beware of the Ides of March. Yes, this year you have to be very, very aware of them because we have a lot of movement happening right in March. And March always represents the month of Mars because that was the time that the soldier reconnected to their mission and went back to war after the break of the winter. They had to say goodbye to their family to the new kids maybe that they got uh, to their new wife or whatever so it wasn't a very very happy time but some of these soldiers got paid to fight so i guess it was going back to work the idea is that this march specifically we have quite a lot of things happening first of all we have saturn moving into pisces saturn has been we talked about it here since march of 2020 literally when the pandemic hit Mars, Saturn has been in Aquarius, the sign of technology, innovation, um, communities, science, technology. Okay, we're done with that in March 7, 8. That's when Mercury, Saturn is going to move into Pisces for three years, until 2026. So that's going to be a period where we are grounding our Piscean energy. Now, you guys listening to this, looking at this, interested in this kind of stuff... It's not bad news for you. It's actually good news. Why? Because Saturn galvanized. Saturn takes out of the pot and put it into the ground. So if you were having a fledgling yoga practice... Anything that you started doing with intuition, with mysticism, with dreams. Maybe you're uh, trying to be a poet. Maybe you are interested in some movement. Maybe you are interested in getting deeper into your meditation. Maybe to get into lucid dreaming. All of those things are going to be benefiting from Saturn being in Pisces. The problem with Saturn in Pisces, because Pisces has to do with dependency, codependency, lack of boundaries, is that we're going to be challenged by where do we put our boundaries? Where do we place those borders which we say up until here is me, up until there, and and after that it's you, or uh, how many, uh, I don't know, Coca-Cola's I have to drink in one day, or what is my carb intake or sugar intake, whatever it is that you're addicted to or have no boundaries with, it could be people, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be behaviors, whatever it is, Saturn in Pisces can really help you break away from it, and if you're not, it's going to make it much worse. So saturn might show you what you need to do by showing you what you shouldn't do so again with saturn it's usually people who are sensitive to energies are already starting to feel it right now even before you know i always say that that uh, let's say you have a sensitive knee or hip you know and then even though it's beautiful and sunny suddenly you feel pain here and you tell everybody tomorrow it's gonna rain and everybody's like no come on it's sunny the the weather report said it's sunny No, no, no! I know. How does he know? He's not psychic. He just has a sensitive part in his body. He's a sensitive person in general, so he feels the weather um, because of his knees, because of his hip. Whatever happened in the past, an experience, you know, a karmic experience with an accident or something, gave him that power. It's a superpower, but it's also a curse because it hurts. But the same thing happens to people who are intuitive, mystical, who are aware of things before they happen. I noticed that a lot of time people who are sensitive and they come to do readings with me, I tell them things that are supposed to happen in two months or a month and they're already saying, it's kind of happened. Of course, it could be that their time of birth is a little bit earlier or it could be that they have the ability to see further away, that they have the ability to see the coming and prepare for it in a sense. They have that sensitivity. So some of you guys are already feeling it. Maybe there is going to be some kind of... um, Uh, easier for you to meditate longer usually after 5 minutes, 10 minutes you break suddenly you notice, wow, it's been 15 minutes I didn't notice what's going on that's very much Saturn in Pisces maybe suddenly you're going to have a friend tell you listen, come learn tango with me I always wanted to do it, okay, you go do it so any kind of sign or synchronicities that connects you to your mysticism but in a more practical way let's say you go and do masters in Reiki so you can really help a family member that's going through some hardships you have a lot of intuition. That's a great time now to actually work with your intuition, to work with your channeling. All of those things are very much related to Pisces because Pisces basically opens up everything. You, know, it becomes, you become much more intuitive, more mystical during Saturn in Pisces. And again, of course, it's correlated to how much open you are. If you're very open in general, you're going to receive more intuition. You're blurring the boundaries between you and another person or your psychic target, Right but of course we talked about also having to create boundaries so you're going to find yourself opening but having to also even even if you expand and you create more territory you conquer more territory then you need to put boundaries there as well so you're just not walking out there a complete uh, psychotic person channeling everybody at the same time you know so we don't want any mystical traffic jam uh, happening in your head so just to be aware so that's happening beginning of march then in march 24 approximately Pluto is moving for the first time in 250 years from Capricorn, where he was from 2008, to Aquarius, where he's going to be until 2044, even though the first year and a half, meaning from March of 2020 until March 2023 until, let's say, November 2024... We're going to have Pluto going back and forth, back and forth. I talk about it a lot in the book, and I explain what that means basically for all of us. But politically speaking, it's going to be completely uh, up and down, up and down, running between Capricorn, which is the most conservative, ultra-nationalistic, to Aquarius that could be completely crazy, um, revolutionary, and rebel without a cause. So we're moving between people who want to keep everything just as it is at all costs to people who want to break things even if they're great. So that's what's going to be on and off for all of us. Of course, it's not about all these terrible people out there in the street. A lot of time it is basically inside of us. The streets are inside of us. So it could be you wanting to do something really revolutionary but really afraid. Why should I change something if it's still working? Okay? And in the other sense, uh, you want to break free from something that maybe you shouldn't. Uh, maybe you are chained to your need for freedom and you have to pay attention to it. So that whole idea of security and freedom, I think, are going to be very, very dominant in the next year and a half. But again, whenever a planet moves a sign, it's a big, big deal. It's like a complete. It's like you're moving to a different energy neighborhood, in a sense. So, definitely, that March is a very powerful time. On top of everything, of course, we have the um, uh, solstice. Uh, sorry, the equinox that's happening on the twenty twenty first, which is going to be accompanied with a new moon. So that's actually great that the uh, astrological new year and the biblical new year are coming together once every 19 years, and they're coming next year. So that's great, because even though the rabbis uh, say that we have to start the new year in Judaism in, uh, during Libra, the new moon in Libra, God, if he is any authority anymore, told Moses, you know, the most important character in the Bible, that specifically you should start the year on the new moon in Aries, what is called Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Nisan is the month of miracles. Uh, But they change it later on uh, because of many different reasons. But the idea is that this year, the biblical new year, uh, the year that God suggested we should start, and the astrological new year when Babylonian, for example, started, and the Iranians and Persians, and there's a lot of other cultures that also started on the equinox, the spring equinox in the northern hemisphere, they're going to come together, giving you a big push forward with no retrograde. So that's great. Another sensitive time next year, and again, all of those are in the book, are, is going to be uh, April 20th and May five, six, October fourteen and 28th because the eclipses are going to be at that time. We're going to talk about them, of course, here quite a lot. Another sensitive time is going to be in uh, the summer, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, sorry, from August 23rd until september 5 if you want to extend that period that's more challenging it's more july 22nd to september 5 when venus is retrograde but along the way mercury is going to join the retrograde so again pay attention at that time not a good time to start i mean get married or get engaged if you have to then maybe sign the papers before or do something that represents the actual connection a little bit ahead of time you know before or after And of course, in the book, uh, I gave you all the new moons and the full moons. And right now, because we're in retrograde, if you can hold on to start your new year resolution on the 21st, 22nd of um, January, that's going to be the Chinese New Year, the year of the rabbit. And that also is the new moon in Aquarius, the sign of manifesting wishes. So it's great to think now what you want to accomplish, but don't start it unless it's something you tried in the past and failed. And this is a great time to do that. Uh, So all the moon uh, number, I mean, the dates of the moon, everything is in the book. You can always get it. And also, if you go to my website, CosmicNavigator.com, you can download uh, the calendar of the next year. I know some of you guys done it. Uh, So great. Use it. Definitely. It's there to help you. So it's free, of course. And of course, on the the website under Learn, there's also a meditation for 2023 that you can uh, download as well. So those were the announcements of uh, next year, Uh, just in general, what's going to happen next year. Next week, I'm going to talk a little bit about Scorpio because what I've noticed lately, you know, people ask me, there was an interview I made and people ask me uh, what um, books on astrology I'm reading. And it's kind of funny because I found myself saying that I'm reading uh, a book uh, called Different um, Gender in the Eye of uh, Primatologists. So primatology. So it's kind of like that's not an astrology book. Well, you can't believe how many things from astrology I find in this book, even though it's a book that talks about gender through the eyes of monkeys, uh, like sorry, apes, like chimpanzees, bonobos, uh, bamboons It's full of aquari- of uh, uh, stories of astrology. So what happens to me lately? I noticed more and more is that I find astrology everywhere, and I sometimes send you these kind of quotes. Uh, on instagram you probably saw them a little bit but it's um, it's amazing i think you get into a certain point with the archetypes in astrology that everything you read just enhances those archetypes adds saturation to the colors of the signs it really is fascinating and i'll try to share and uh, next week i'll share you uh, with you a few things that i've learned there from uh, scorpio um, ah, you got the book also. That's great. I haven't met somebody who read that book. I, it's, a, it's such a great book that it's one of those books, even though it's about monkeys and apes, and I'm born in the year of the monkey, so of course I take it very personally, but it's a book about uh, chimpanzees and apes and bonobos, and you find yourself crying from the stories that he's sharing there. It's really brilliant. It's one of these books that you really get sad when you're done with. If you go to my uh, Instagram feed, you'll see some quotes from the book and the name of the author. So let's see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to be in Paris next week and, and giving classes there, and also reading. If anybody knows anybody in the city of Light, you can uh, recommend. There, are, all of my classes are there on the website, and I'm going to do. I'm going to be also in London. Uh, doing a few workshops there and the class on 2023 for those of you who want to join is a hybrid class so you can just go to my website and um, uh, join us and we're going to have it uh, of course the recording is going to be available I think it's going to be one of the last uh, 2023 classes that I'm doing online so you can join and get the download uh, even if you can't do it during the um, uh, do it live let's see what's going on with next uh, week where are we here um so yeah so this week uh, january 1st which is our day today uh, we have mercury retrograde in capricorn there's a lot of capricorn activities we have venus in capricorn pluto in capricorn mercury capricorn sun in capricorn remember we talked about it two weeks ago when I was in Istanbul and I told you there's too much Capricorn there, I didn't even know that the Taliban are going to come up with their new laws. Don't forget that they promised the Americans that they're not going to touch the education of women. And they don't touch it. They just destroyed it. So you can shoot it from afar. You don't have to touch it. And um, that was before the uh, government that was formed here in Israel that said that they're going to cut away from a lot of the anti um, anti Discrimination laws. So one of those crazy ladies, I mean, unfortunately, it's a lady from the ultra orthodox uh, Zionist, whatever you want to call it, party, said that, um, yes, you know, sometimes uh, we want to break away from that law that if somebody is a religious Jew and he's a doctor, he doesn't have to treat people who he doesn't connect to because of their sexual orientation or their religion. So that means that she can basically, a doctor who here can decide he doesn't want to treat an Arab or he doesn't want to treat a Christian or a Baha'i or he might want to not treat an atheist because it threatens his belief in God or not to treat somebody who is a lesbian or transgender and so forth. Now, the interesting thing about it, because I remember I was talking to that about that with my sister, Uh, my sister's two kids. I mean, there are three kids there. One of them is a musician and a DJ. The other two are studying to be MD. So they're very deep in that. And they were kind of laughing because... They were saying these guys are idiots because most of the people here in, you know, in Israel that study for medicine and the future doctors are other women, gay and lesbians, and Arabs. So if there's anybody who's not going to be treated, it's most likely the religious Jews if they pass this um, law. But then my sister said something very interesting from the corner. She's a uh, she's a professor in the university and she's really fighting for equality there because now they're threatening to also not have women and men learn at the same time or not have men study from a professor who is a woman. So she's very much on top of all this. And she says that's the paradox of being a liberal because a liberal, she said, is not going to go to somebody from a different religion and tell them I'm not going to treat you even though there is a law that maybe backs me up. They're going to just treat you. They, on the other hand, will say I don't want to treat you. As you see in America uh, also with uh, this new Supreme uh, Supreme Court rule. And that is true. That is one of the issues of being somebody who is inclusive and and, and accepting, which is the oneness that we're seeking, that uh, is against any kind of um, separation between people. And that's their philosophy. So, of course, they're not going to bend to this rule. But that's very much what the Capricorn energy was all about. And I told you, Pluto is now 27, 28 degrees um, in capricorn so it's right at the edge and the edge it's almost like let me get whatever i can before i have to move on so that's what we have today today also the moon is now in taurus that's actually pretty good the moon and the sun are sending beautiful energy to each other so whatever you have on the day i don't know where you are now it's almost like what is it 8:30 almost so for me it's almost at the end of it but to some of you you're beginning rise and sign That's great because the sun and the moon are sending beautiful energy to each other today. It's a day of humor, laughter. The moon is on top of um, uh, Uranus. Even the most humorless person is going to be funny today. And uh, also, there's a good connection today, even a little bit tomorrow, between the sun. uh, Also this week, sorry, this whole week, actually, we're going to have for the next five days, the sun is sending a beautiful trine to uh, Uranus. This happens every few months or so for a few days. Uh, you should definitely use it uranus is now in taurus it's trying to revolutionize how we look at the finance how you look at your talents there is an awakening of your talents inside of you the north node is sitting very close to um, um uranus it's coming um it's five degrees away from it remember last year was the conjunction and uh, the moon is very much today and tomorrow sending a trine to all of these planets in capricorn it's kind of uh check and balance, as you can say, to the over-Capricorn energy because Taurus is all about sensuality. It's very much about the five senses. It's very connected to beauty. So it can use the practical aspect of Capricorn. It's almost like the devil wears Prada. Devil is Capricorn because the devil is the card, the tarot card for Capricorn. And he's wearing Prada because the moon in Taurus is very Pradesh. It's very much about high fashion. And uh, it's wearing it in a really weird color though because it's on top of... um, uranus the unpredictable crazy one if we look the day after we're moving to the second day which is monday the day of the moon the moon is glorious with um, mercury with pluto with venus tomorrow is a day that you can really make things happen look at all these blue lines uh, connecting uh, the planets you have the sun sending beautiful energy to uranus it's all about innovation technology e-commerce so if it doesn't um Even if uh, you need to start something, you know, you can't really uh, be too paranoid about um, astrology. I'm not like that. I travel in Mercury retrograde. I sometimes have classes in eclipses. I mean, you can't stop living your life. And even if it's not perfect, well, maybe it's going to be different than necessarily perfect. You know, you can't have all the time perfect, perfect, perfect. It's not perfect if everything is perfect. So the idea is that, yes, you can still experiment with Mercury retrograde. You know, you can still experiment with doing things in Mars retrograde. You don't have to, like, stop life completely. Whether you're going to have more resistance, yes. Uh, But at the same time, you might summon things inward. Like, the, the, the direction of Mercury retrograde is going inward. It could also mean that you find inside of you forces, powers, strength, ideas that you didn't even know that you have. So, definitely, tomorrow... It's a day you can achieve things. Don't get too obsessed about Mercury's retrograde, Mercury's retrograde. Okay, he is retrograde. It's fine. You can deal with it. Um, Again, just look into old ways of doing things that gave you uh, positive results. Look at uh, people that might have helped you in the past and reach out to them because Mercury is the messenger. Maybe you can have an agent, a manager, a messenger, a connector from the past that you completely forgot about that you should connect to right now. So... Definitely, tomorrow is a day when things can move forward. So don't uh, stop life because of that. Definitely, it's a great day. And also, if we look at uh, Tuesday, which is January 3rd, what we have is the Moon adjoining Mars. The Moon joining Mars, especially when it's retrograde, it could get emotionally aggressive on Tuesday and Wednesday, because Mercury eh, sorry, Mars is going to be retrograde in Gemini relatives on top of the moon, home and family, uh, real estate, uh, some issues with your own home. So just to pay a little bit attention. And also what happened that day is Venus is shifting into Aquarius, where she's going to be now for three weeks approximately. You see the energy is shifting from Capricorn already to Aquarius. It's starting to happen. It's kind of the precursor. It's kind of like, okay, that's going to happen. Especially it's going to happen in two weeks, three weeks when the sun moves to Aquarius and prepares us for the transit of Pluto into Aquarius. But Venus is in Aquarius and that means that relationships can actually benefit uh, from Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you're looking for a time for a date, you know, yeah, I told you Mars retrograde is not the best time to start any kind of um, sexy time relationship or uh, an intimate relationship. It's not the best time to begin big projects. Yeah. And Mercury retrograde, it's understanding miscommunication, but this person is coming you can only date him tomorrow he's living uh, in two days at, i don't know where to to the moon on some mission okay go meet him uh, and actually it's a great time because venus is sending a trying to your moon trying to mars and venus and mars together is always a good a good thing so on monday we have the sun and moon together mother and father on tuesday wednesday we have venus and merc and mars uh, together. This is going to be the rest of the week. So we have a beautiful trine from the sun to Mercury, beautiful trine from Venus to Mars and Venus to the moon. Monday and Tuesday, you can get things done. And especially anything to do with collaboration with finance, because Venus in Aquarius for the next three weeks could actually be good for cryptocurrency or could be good for any kind of technology, innovation, especially artistic expression that is done in a group or a community. Or making money in a context of the group, or if you need to write, go write in a coffee shop where there's a lot of people around you. You know, so anything to do with new friendships can be very strong in the next two, three week, uh, three weeks. But it's very powerful on January third and fourth. January fourth, Venus is getting even tighter with her uh, retrograde, with her um, uh, trying to Mars, um, and we're gonna have also. Uh, Jupiter yeah Jupiter is sending actually better and better energy to Mars so Jupiter and uh, Venus are actually helping Mars quite a lot Venus and Jupiter are considered to be the great benefactor like the best planet so the fact that they're helping Mars could mean that the Mars retrograde is going to be a little bit easier uh, most likely uh, on Wednesday Thursday Friday so if you're again looking for things to happen this week it is actually not too bad there is things moving so I know it's Mercury retrograde, right Mars retrograde, but relative, it is actually working pretty well, and that could be uh, pretty beneficial. January five, which is a Thursday, we have we're getting closer and closer to the full moon. If you notice, uh, January six is going to be the um, officially full, full moon. It's kind of interesting that January six now is like nine eleven in here in the United States i'm not the united states uh, you know january 6 was a time that democracy was definitely threatened more than any time before uh, so it's interesting that january 6 will be a full moon in cancer uh, which is the sign of united states so let's see what's going on around that time but the idea is that we're getting closer and closer to the full moon full moon is a completion of something especially it's going to be a little bit tight for Capricorn and Cancers that are going to feel a push and pull between home and family and career. But all of us are going to experience that push and pull uh, between father and mother, uh, career and home, wanting to be with my kids, but knowing that I have a lot of work to do that maybe uh, I have to go back to the office after the break, you know, of the new year. So this could be a little bit more uh, difficult uh, Friday, especially end of Thursday, Friday, because of that. Again, still, Venus and Mars are getting tighter and tighter in their trine, which basically means that the energy is getting better and better for relationship and partnership on Thursday and Friday. So it's still a great time. I mean, Friday would be a great time for uh, for a date Um, just because there's going to be a beautiful full moon out there. Venus and Mars are sending beautiful energy. Jupiter and Mars are also sending a great uh, connection. And the sun and Uranus trine is perfect and Mercury is getting even tighter with his trine towards Uranus. Brilliant ideas, technology, innovation, good communication, laughter. So it's actually really nice because there's no opposition besides the opposition of uh, the full moon. And if we look at the full moon, it's January 6th. Let me get it tighter according to uh, universal time where it's going to be. Um, it's gonna be officially, I think, around three. Moving, 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 moving. Moving very slow. I'm moving the chart to see precisely what time. I, now I'm already three universal time. I think it's gonna be way late. So, yeah, for most people, it's gonna be January 6 and 7, Friday and Saturday, where the um, full moon is. It's officially 16 degrees uh, Capricorn, which is going to have Mercury on top of it, which is a lot of connection to communication, marketing, sales, networking. That's actually going to be a pretty interesting full moon for a uh, business. And also what we have on that full moon, if I look at the Sabian symbol, the Sabian symbol will be the gem, the germ grows into knowledge and life. What? What? The germ grows into knowledge and life. Well, I, I don't know what germ it is. Uh, I hope it's not my germs, but um knowledge and life sounds good. I don't know so much about the germ. Again, maybe it's something that afflicts you, that connects you to wisdom. Maybe it's something that attacks your you know your um um defenses like the, the immune system that is really small. It could be a little word, it could be something um um uh, tiny that makes you grow into something quite bigger somebody asking why is the full moon in cancer every month it's not the full moon is not every month in cancer it's only once a month uh, during january so in january it is the uh, full moon in cancer uh, because it's the opposite side of capricorn so the full moon we have the moon on top of minerva that's really good for wisdom and for getting knowledge funny enough uh, Mercury is on top of the sun. It's great for writing, for marketing, for sales, for publishing. But you might find yourself around Friday caught between two forces, two places that are pushing and pulling you in different direction. So just be aware that there's a little bit more of that kind of energy around. Um, and is the start of a seed... Oh yeah, so germination. I guess germination sounds better. It's like a, a child or an, or a fetus germinating um, in the house, in the in the womb. So I think it's maybe a little seed that is put in the ground, even though it's winter. But uh, again, the seed for me now that I think that it's the new moon. Sorry, the moon, um, the moon in um, uh, Cancer. It could be a genetic thing because I do believe that Cancer and the fourth house is the house of uh, your DNA because. It's, uh, it's it's karma, it's ancestral karma. And remember, the fourth house, cancer, is immovable things. You can't move away from your genes. You can work within the range of your genes, uh, but you can't override them. You can be activating them or re- repressing them because of issues, neurotransmitters, whatever, experiences, epigenetics. So there could be some germ, some kind of wheat uh, germ, like uh, Belinda suggested, some kind of a new idea or maybe a new gene that is suddenly germinating in you and uh, coming into some kind of fruition because it's a full moon and a full moon represents some kind of a completion uh, it's a very sensitive full moon so if you feel awfully uh, emotional on Friday it's okay It's it makes sense and uh, Saturday if we look at what's going on Saturday we have the moon is still going on uh, I'm, let me change it to 12 p.m. so it's not the end of the day Um, so yeah the um, um, opposition is still there on Saturday so the full moon is definitely on end of Friday beginning of Saturday so Friday night should be very strong the full moon Um, besides that the uh, trines that were promised by Venus and Mars are great over the weekend Uh, it's a great um, energy the sun is still sending a beautiful trine to Uranus so Overall, it is an interesting period. It's a time where you can really connect to family. The only thing about Saturday and Sunday is that the moon is going to be on top of the black moon. That's never easy. Either a family member is acting out on being a little bit nasty or you're going to meet a woman that's like the mother of demons, you know, something that is a little bit scary or your own feminine side will act out. There is some issue with your anima uh, or our collective anima. Uh, When the moon is touching the black moon, that does happen every month. So um, let's see if you guys have any questions. um, That are do you have any affirmation? The affirmation for 2023, I would say that I'm I'm willing to let go of the old and connect to the new. I'm open to innovation. I'm open to the connection between science and mysticism i think that things like that could work or i'm willing to ground my imagination to create prosperity and health that could work saturn in the in pisces you know the immune system lymphatic system imagination could be very important for next year work with imagination i use uh somebody asked um uh, for two th- for um uh, what i i use solar fire i by far, I think it's the best uh, program. It's expensive, but it's the best program. A key word for 2023? Yeah, crossing the bridge. That's why the book is called like that, traversing the bridge, because so many planets are moving from one side to the other. Um, when is the safest, least volatile time for a female to fire a male employee working inside her living space who may have very... You know, I would look online to see, depends where you are, where the moon is void, of course. When the moon is void, of course, bad uh, news are not attached to you. So I would say that that's probably the best. Um, But, you know, maybe you should also, after you find that time, talk to a lawyer to make sure that if they are volatile, that you're doing it in the precise right way. Uh, Just because Mercury retrograde, I don't want them to return back to you and say... Well, you didn't do it the right way. Even though Mercury retrograde is not a bad time to let go of people that don't work for you. Um, let's see. I placed in the beginning of the, uh, of the chats all the classes that I'm doing. So please join me in person. Um, and then we can um, uh, actually say hello and maybe even hug, you know, be a heretic. Ideal time for uprooting from Midwest to Los Angeles. I would say that probably it's better, like we talked about, uh, January 25 to, to March, uh, to April 15, just to be a little bit more. Um... So um, let's see. Yes, uh, thanks a lot for everything um, and have an amazing year. I hope to see you in person this year. And um, I'm looking at all of you guys saying hello. Uh, here is uh, the mosquitoes and thanks a lot for bearing with me next week i think it will be from haifa and i'll try to collect some more interesting mars plus mercury retrograde situations and um, have a beautiful full moon